So, in the previous chapters, the Rebbe Rashab is talking about how people view others and in a skewed way, because of their own self-absorption, they relegate another person's service of Hashem to be insignificant. They see the other person's shortcomings as a prism to look at the person as a whole. And because of this, they don't um, invite uh, others to uh, have the purview of, of uh, seeing their own service of Hashem and discussing it with them, even though there is so much to be gained by talking to another person about the service of Hashem. First of all, just um, having an objective perspective on what's going on in your life could uh, help you discover a lot of things that you wouldn't know because our self-love for ourselves makes us um, unaware. And number two, just sharing another person itself causes you to care more about what's going on in your life and decision-making is another person that, that, that's much more powerful than decision-making on your own. Another person actually could uh, give you good advice. Besides discovery, besides the actual conversation, could actually give you good advice. But what prevents us from making that move and actually opening ourselves up to other people is this um, klippa, this evil of Midian, which makes us um, look at, other, other, at, the, at the service of Hashem of others as being something that's... Uh, um, negligible and means leaving much to be desired so on that note the uh, Rebbe Hashab goes on in chapter 12 to discuss the real way service of Hashem is meant to be and he says that there's two ways of serving Hashem there is um, serving Hashem with simcha serving Hashem with, serving Hashem with joy that, uh, and, and he goes into detail this, as we, um, we did chapter 12 inside, but for the uh, uh, benefit of those who uh, missed it because it, uh, um, it, was, it wasn't recorded, or Hashem, and uh, hopefully, it, hopefully it gets recorded in ourselves also. Uh, so let's, let's go briefly over uh, chapter 12 yesterday. It's also very deep. Um, in order to serve Hashem with Simcha, it requires thinking about the greatness of Hashem. So Rebbe Hashem discusses what the greatness of Hashem means. And he discusses um, the idea of creation. Now in creation, we see the wondrousness of Hashem's greatness. First of all, the actual creation of something from nothing, that itself is... Um, is itself something wondrous, because we don't have any comparison to that at all in our in ourselves, in our lives, in our, in the world. There is no other creation of something from nothing that we that we know of. There is a tree from a seed and a baby, are are both very amazing things, but they're not something from nothing. Not something to- totally new emerging. The seed is also something. The seeds producing a tree is, is amazing. It's similar, as but um, it's it's not um, at all the same idea, um, something from nothing. The truth is that the word nothing isn't the right word because um, Hashem is not creating the world out of nothingness. The physical reality wasn't here yet, true. But the creation is not coming out of nothingness, it's coming out of divine godly energy. Hashem's words cause the world to be. Let there be light. The words of Hashem, the Aleph base, let there be light, 
that uh, causes the light, the physical light, to exist. Um, so that that um, creation is something we have no parallel to. The only um, so, uh, we have a similar concept uh, in in vis a vis each other. Um, that 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 gives us some inkling of, of this idea of, of a physical immersion from the spiritual. So I, if I decide to give Chaim Peretz a hug, I want to give him a hug on Wednesday. So, uh, so when does the hug begin? So in his world, the hug began on Wednesday. It began right now. Oh, but in, but, in, but in reality, in my world, it began right now. So the physical... What? It's the same thing. Once you tell him that. Once you tell him. Yeah. What if you don't tell him? If you don't tell him... The truth is, even if you don't tell them, what does the Torah say? The, the way the water reflects a person's face, that's how the feelings of one person's heart reflect another. So there is already something that begins in the hug, just because you think something positively about another person, that already, that already creates some positive feelings, true. Um, but vis-a-vis the physical reality of the hug, where did the hug begin? So the hug began in my world, in my mind, and it began on, on Monday when I thought about it. In his world, it began physically on Wednesday, that's when the hug started. So there's a physical hug, which is coming from a spiritual, a thought. But that's, that's a, a, a um, it's, it's not the same thing as creation of something from nothing, but um, it, it just, just to um, open our ears a little bit to the idea of something spiritual, creating something, something, something physical. So it's, 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 it's um, a wondrous thing. Besides the wondrousness of this itself, which by the way, that's the purpose of the second section of davening. The second section of davening is called Psuki de Zimra, words of praise, so verses of praise. But the word for praise the Torah uses, Zimra, also means to prune, to take away thorns. So this says that there are various things that we could uh, inadvertently do to ourselves that prevent ourselves from feeling good about Hashem. Um, like scoffing, make fun of something. It seems like it's like a fun joke, it's you're being sarcastic, people are laughing. But uh, it says in, it's in Tanya that, that Lutzon is scoffing is from the three impure clippers, which can never be elevated. They come, it comes from the evil that can never be transformed. Um, not to say that humor doesn't have its place, as the, the previous Shabbat told about Greenglass, that he should use his humor out for the service of Hashem. But um, overall, the dry scoffing um, and other things we do, and the indulgence we have in uh, physical things, deadens our sensitivity to loving Hashem. So this, the second section of davening, the, the verses of praise, that's meant to take away the thorns of the animal soul. And how do we do that? We talk about the second section of davening is all about one thing, about yesh the creation of something from nothing. About Hashem creates a world out of nothingness. And we discuss the greatness of Hashem in creation. We don't understand exactly, we don't understand at all, we don't understand at all that the idea of yesh mayayin. Yesh mayayin, again, it's something we have no parallel for but just thinking about the greatness of Hashem, that itself um, cl- cleans us. It's, 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 it opens us up to, 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 to love Hashem and Shema. So that's one element of the actual creation of something from nothing. But then there is the details, the paradox of creation from something from nothing. There's other paradoxes and other wondrous things about it. Besides the actual transformation of the spiritual to the physical, there are other elements in this, in this um, um, transformation um, that are wondrous. For example, 
there is a marked difference between the creation of the physical world from its divine energy in comp- that, that um, is unique in comparison to other transfers of energy, other kinds of transformation. The other kinds of transformation are described in Chassidus by the words ilovo'olo. Ilovo'olo means, means cause and effect. So there's, there's two ways that cause and effect um, and yeshmi ayin depart from each other. And ironically, they're the, the paradoxical, um, uh, the paradoxical two elements in the creation of something from nothing, which um, are a step away from normal transformative cause and effect kind of relationship, are inter- interdependent. The, the paradoxical elements, which sound paradoxical, are actually one causes the other. So, not to speak in uh, Chinese, uh, what's, how does, what do we mean by cause and effect, and how is cause and effect dif- different to the creation of something from nothing? So the example of, a, of cause and effect, and the classic example of cause and effect is, you think a certain way about someone, about something, and that caused you to feel a certain way about something. I'll never forget when I was in Yeshiva in Connecticut, um, there was a certain boy who wasn't part of the uh, the high school, the um, day school. Um, because of political reasons, the parents were very against the, day, the Hebrew day school, and they were looking for, for alternatives for their son. So one of the things that they did with their son is they brought their son to the yeshiva, so the older students, uh, us old geezers, would uh, learn with their with their uh, with their son. So um, so the mother asked me to learn with her son, and I agreed. I always thought this was like a sin. Like I tell, like this was, the, I mean, I, at least my purview was, this is a sin. This, sin, this child should be in school. This is just political. This, this is not right. This, it, it, what's their problem with the school? That was in my head. And lo and behold, um, it, it came out in my tutoring of this child. It didn't, it did, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't successful in tutoring him. He had his own issues. He had his own challenges. Um, but um, it quickly, quickly emerged that because I thought it was a sin to teach him, I couldn't do it. Um, on one Purim a few years ago, there were, uh, I had to read the Megillah in two different places. One person was in the hospital, Rahman al-Sanji passed away right, right after Purim. Tzadikas, uh, Tzadikas, unbelievable person. I don't know who she is, I could see, I mean, just uh, how much she cared about this mitzvah, and how much it meant for her. And, uh, and, and so... So reading Megillah for her um, took a lot. Every time it takes me to read the Megillah for her, I, I took I, I read the Megillah for her, and then after the Megillah, across the street in the um, in a sort of halfway house for people which are not, are not really obligated to hear the Megillah, and but someone said they want to hear the Megillah there anyways, and and I just felt like there's not there's not really a mitzvah, whether I'm right or wrong, it's a different discussion. Not a mitzvah because they're not really listening and that and and they don't have they're not obligated. That was in my head. Arguably uh, wrong because uh, I'm sure just the fact that they that they get attention and they they feel that they're part of the element, energy of Purim that itself is a blessing for them. So that itself is also therapeutic for them, as I've advised many times people with special needs that they should be included. So this is this was this 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 just in my head at that time. That's where I was. That was my headspace. Headspace was this Megillah reading is a waste of time. Other Megillah reading is very very important. So which the first Megillah reading took probably twice as long as the second one. And the first Megillah reading was a pleasure. 
and it was and the second one was was half as, half the time, but it was it was uh, it wasn't a pleasure, and it came out in the way I read the Megillah. It wasn't it wasn't it it, 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 it I read it faster, but not just faster. It was it was yeah, it wasn't there's no life there. The way you think and the way you feel and the way you behave are is connected. You think you think of the value of what you're doing and you believe in it and you feel it. It's Lebedic. You run to do a mitzvah. Your thoughts and your feelings are connected to each other. So the kind of thoughts you have, the kind of feelings you have, are 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 uh, are in sync. Again, let's say positive. Two, 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 two negative examples. You're absolutely right. You think good. You think good, and you think. Chaim. Um, okay, so here we go. A little something positive. Amazing thing, actually. Two weeks ago, I, I put in the, in, the, in the newsletter last week, I heard a myriadic of words that the Rebbe describes as a diamond. The word was that um, Alter Rebbe said, Friedrich Rebbe told the Rebbe, let me share with you a diamond from Ganeiden. And uh, let me share with you a teaching from Ganeiden. And the Rebbe described his teaching as a diamond. What was the teaching? Teaching is, make a um, light for the ark, Hashem told Noach. And the word um, ark also means words, so the Ganadin, the way this these this verse make light for the ark, the way that's the verse is read is put light in the words of Davening. Make them put light in the words of Davening. What happens then? What happens then when you put light in the words of Davening, then number one it says, Well Amtachanalanamaila, the Amma is the description for the size of the roof of the uh, ark. But Amma also is an acronym for the words Elokeinum Elchail Marsh, our our God, the king of the universe. If you dive in a way, you have passion, you're diving, you feel Hashem is your Abish, you feel that God's alive in your in your life. You feel that it's real. And more, Tahalena means that God doesn't doesn't just give you the blessings, he also gives you the means to receive the blessings. So the Alter Rebbe gave this teaching to someone, how the power of when you dive in with passion, how it makes Hashem real to you. And, and Hashem also opens doors for you. And it makes things not just he gives you the blessings, but he shows you it gives you also the means to get them. The Kalim, the vessels. Tachalan has letters clean it. So when I thought about this teaching, I'm like, wow, this uh, davening is really, is, is going to make a big impact in my life. It's going to be, because the, the, the previous Rebbe told the Rebbe that when the altar betrayed this teaching, it made someone alive physically, medically, it changed their health for the better. So when I read that, I was like, wow, I, sh- I should really, at least five minutes, I was inspired. My davening was, uh, I mean, Rebbe Rebbe doesn't like the five minutes. Okay, it was more than five minutes. I'm thinking about it still. Uh, and, and, and make, it makes the diving experience different. I'm, I'm now, uh, the more I'm going to dive in, the more I'm going to pay attention, the more, the more life, the more it's going to change everything. So when I thought that, it actually helped me dive in. It me feel like, feel like I'm t- t- to uh, be alive in it and to, be, and to feel that this is going to, I mean, you feel it's going to benefit you personally. It, it, you, you put more energy into it. That's a natural. Anyway, so my thoughts, my feelings were, were affected. So that's how it works with cause and effect with thoughts and feelings. That the feelings are the clothing of the thoughts, and they fit perfectly the thoughts. However, creation of something from nothing, creation of the physical reality from its divine source, is differs f- from this in that it's not that the creation and its divine source are similar. It's not that you could see the feelings in the feelings of the thoughts. You can see in the clothing, the wearer, it's not you could see the, in the effect, the cause. It's the opposite. The creator hides himself from the creation. So unlike in thoughts and feelings, where the thoughts, the in- intellect, is revealed in the feelings, we're in the clothing, the feelings. You see the wearer, you see the intellect, and it's commensurate and fits with creation. It's the opposite. 
the Abishter Hashem hides himself from his creation. He doesn't, he doesn't vest him, himself like cause and effect. Rather, the opposite, he hides himself. So that's the first difference between them. Difference number one is, is that by intellect and feelings, you could see, the, you could draw a line clearly between the feelings and the thoughts. As they say, be careful what you think about because those things will become your, what you feel, that will become your character, that will become your behavior. So you could see. And you switch the way you think, it affects the way you feel. That's, that's clear. Unlike creation of something from nothing where you cannot see the divine energy in creation, the contrary, not only does it not reveal, Hashem hides himself in creation. Okay. So in the created being, it's very different to the divine energy. The words in Hasidus and in Jewish philosophy are The creation of the physical from the spiritual, there's no bigger example of a creation of something from nothing. That's the ultimate the, uh, separation of two things, two different worlds, creation of the physical from the spiritual. It's, it's the world's apart. You, you, you can't compare the words of Hashem, let there be light, the godly energy in Hashem's words, to actual physical light. It's, it's two different worlds. They have no comparison to each other. So that's one difference. Cause and effect have, are closely related. Yeshmi Ayin are not close, closely related. And here is the other paradoxical um, fl- other side of the coin. In the creation of something from nothing, there has to be a constant force of the divine energy keeping it in existence. By the thoughts and feelings, the feelings can still stay there after the thoughts have gone away. Why? Because since the, you're not creating something which is totally new, since the realm of the feelings and the realms of the intellect are, are close, therefore, when the thoughts produce the feelings, the feelings can still stay. It can still stay because they're not... Um, it, it's like creating a piece of a table out of a piece of wood. The table and the piece of wood aren't so far apart from each other, and you're not really making anything novel in the piece of wood by making a table out of it. So, therefore, when your thoughts go, when the you go away, the table's still there. And so, too, you decided you're thinking about something. It produces feelings. Those feelings can still exist, although you haven't. You're not conscious. You're not thinking about those those thoughts that brought you those feelings. You are not really aware of um, why you. Uh, uh, have these great feelings for someone doesn't matter it's possible that you still have those positive feelings because of the feeling, because of the thoughts you had a long time ago yes if you call, if you recall and you think more deeply about what brought those feelings in the first place then you'll feel much more you feel much happier about a relationship with this person for sure but even if you don't it's possible those feelings could still linger for a long time because feelings and thoughts are closely related therefore because they're so closely related, you don't need to have a constant, because they're closer, they don't need to have a constant relationship. Because they're closer, one could, you could let go of the thoughts and the things will still be there. Because they're closer. Because, like the table. Because the, the table and the tree are close, the same kind of reality, there's nothing novel being, happening, therefore the table could exist without you constantly br- bringing the forth the table from the tree. You don't have to stand there and keep the table to be the table because it's very d- close to the way it was as a tree. It's both wood. <coughs> However, when you throw a ball to the air, you, you, you're, making some, you're making a change in something, making a change in, its, in, its, in, its gra- in, in something that is um, against its nature. It has to be a constant force keeping the ball up. Why is it be a constant force keeping the ball up? Because you're going against the nature of the ball. That's just a ball and the ball existed before. And you're not really, all you're doing is just changing one slight detail on the ball. You're going against its nature, making it fly. 
So still there has to be a constant force because it's a chiddush, it's something which is novel. How much more so to create the world which is, coming, which is totally brand new, it's a totally new existence that's coming from a spiritual reality. And this physical reality is totally brand new. There has to be a constant force calling the world into existence. Because it is so different from its divine source, because it's so novel, because there's a, a stark difference between the source and the effect, therefore there has to be a constant force bringing into reality, making it happen. So, so again, here are the two differences. By intellect and emotions, because they're closely related, so then, first of all, they're closely related, and because they're closely related, there doesn't have to be a constant force bringing the emotions out of the intellect. The intellect could go away and the feelings could stay. However, by creation of something from nothing, number one, they're two different realities, very different from each other, physical and spiritual, very different. And Hashem hides himself. Because it, to produce something which is so different, Hashem has to hide His divine energy in order to create a physical, very good, different kind of reality. But because it's so different, because it's so novel, there has to be a constant force keeping it into existence. So that's, and follow, follow the uh, relationship between these two elements here? They, because they're closer, they don't need to have a constant force. That's how it is by regular cause and effect. That's how it is by intellect and emotions. But by yesh mayayim, by creation of something from nothing, because it's farther, because it's incomparable, therefore that's to be a constant force. Why can't there just be a, in a way that's out of nothing, why can't something that perpetuates itself come out of nothing? What do you mean, for example? Uh, as, as, ra- as rational as it seems to create something from nothing, that could be there for I hear what you're saying. I hear you going there. They actually spoke about this concept um, about it. It, it, it constantly. It, it's it's. Um, I, I I didn't look at it recently. I don't want to quote it, but um, but yes, it's not. It's it's infinitesimally small amount of time. Paradoxically, every moment, it's it's whatever whatever the word moment is. It is existing and not existing at the same time. I Meaning, Hashem is to constantly make it exist. It's it's it, it, every. Every infinitesimal amount of uh, moment of time, there has to be just like the, the ball. There has to be the force in every in every step of the ball's ascent. There has to be the force there because it's going against its, its its. The ball is falling while it's flying. Meaning, its nature is to fall, and your force is going against its nature and making it stay up there. Uh, every single moment, every 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 however you want to split that up, the ball's flight into how, whatever tiny particle you want to split that up into in time, in space. There, 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 there's an energy there that makes it happen because you're going against the nature of the ball. I, I don't know, maybe I'm misunderstanding, but as soon as, as, soon as the ball leaves your hand, there is no, you're, not, you're no longer an active force in the ball. The only force acting on the ball is the force of gravity. 
asking now, and that has not changed. So there has been two forces in the entire situation. You're getting too deep for, no, no. for the last two minutes of the Chassidus class. But there is, there is, there is a Maimah that Abraham Shab, which actually asks that question about how come um, creation can't be like the ball where, some, where you let go of the ball. Right. Uh, that's another, another, another discourse. Not for not, not last two months of Chassidus, but ultimately to make to impact to make a change in something, there has to be a constant force making that happen. And yes, the, your 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 force that you put into the ball it makes the makes the ball fly, and and so to creation there has to be a constant force bring the world into existence. So that so 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 on the one hand, Hashem is constantly hiding Himself from creation. Another hand, Hashem is constantly present in creation because in order to make this 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 quantum leap from not existing to existing, there has to be a constant force. That's one of the things you could think about to bring to bring out um, a love and a happiness and service of Hashem. And then the Rebbe Hashem goes into discussing the Reichkeit of Alakus, not just thinking about creation, just thinking about Hashem Himself and Hashem's infinity itself. That's another thing that can bring us to joy in our service of Hashem and make us be attached to Hashem with passion and yearning. And serve Hashem out of love. So that's um, one way of serving Hashem. Um, all right, we'll stop here.